it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for joining us. This week, we focus once again on blind sports. Very important that uh, people have access to sport and leisure activities. This time, some very exciting news from a previous staff member of Blind Citizens Australia. We speak to Jennifer Parry. Jen, it's great to have you on the program, and uh, I'm sorry that we didn't have you on the program while you've worked for Blind Citizens Australia, but tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Vaughan. It's great to be here. So I'm totally blind. I live in Sydney. I've grown up in Sydney. I went to St Lucy School for the Blind in primary and integrated into high school. I have a passion for music. I'm a singer, songwriter, performer. Also work at organisation called Australian Communication Consumer Action Network, or OCAN for short. I previously worked at Blind Citizens Australia, and I also enjoy playing blind cricket. And uh, OCAN is a very good fit for you because you had a significant background with a much larger organisation. Yes, I worked at Telstra for many years as well, so I have extensive experience in the telecommunications industry. And have been exposed to its good points, its points to be improved on, and there are definitely a lot of things around access and inclusion. And of course, ACAN specialises in, in uh, promoting the customer advocate story, and uh, they advocate in the uh, the consumer space on telecommunications. You mentioned a couple of things there that I wanted to pick up on. You talked about your passion for music. I understand that you've had uh, quite a significant musical career over the last few years. Yes, I've been busy with a few different things. I was in a chorus called Endeavour Harmony Chorus for a while. It's part of a, a cappella barbershop uh, women's group. It's quite large and did all sorts of singing and vocal coaching and going to competitions both in Australia and overseas. Very exciting. And then after that, I've moved towards more solo work and started to do songwriting and I also play piano and flute as well as doing some studies at TAFE in music performance and I've just finished an advanced diploma in that field. And of course you and I met many many years ago at the National Braille Music Camp which will be coming up shortly and in fact it would be quite interesting to get someone on the program to talk to us about the uh, the upcoming music camp uh, and we've known each other for a good length of time but something that hasn't really been in your life for a good length of time is blind cricket. Yes, um, it's just been in the last couple of years. Well, I decided to join Blind Sports New South Wales as a member and by word of mouth as well as email, I heard about Blind Cricket New South Wales in the first instance. Uh, of course, I'd done a bit of cricket a long time ago, just very informally, socially and other settings, but this was actually a proper Blind Cricket New South Wales cricket club which actually caters to the blind and so on and I thought to myself at the time before I started I really need something to reconnect and feel healthier and be moving around because this just started at the end of lockdowns in October 21 
and I investigated it a bit. I spoke to the person who ran it and said, what's it like in the culture and things like that. When I started, I was the only woman and I just thought, I've just got to try this. I've got nothing to lose and I really need to do something that I enjoy and I'm interested in just to feel better and reconnect again. So that's how it started. And how does blind cricket differ from regular cricket? There are a few adaptations. So one being the ball is different. It's a hard, solid white ball which um, has things inside it. And it sounds a lot like a shaker. So when it rolls along the ground or bounces a little bit, you'll hear it. Uh, also, if you're batting, someone will run for you. If you're uh, totally blind or next to no vision category, there's a few different categories of vision. Um, for players and then also when you're a bowler call, uh, bowling to the batsman a person will call for you from behind the stumps it's usually the wicket keeper apart from that there's not a much difference it's, it's quite enjoyable and a lot of the rules are the same and of course there's quite a lot of history that goes along with blind cricket it uh, started in Australia somewhere around 100 years ago I understand Yes, it did. It's about 1922 and it's really evolved ever since. And it's a really social thing as well as a healthy thing to do. And it's available in most states in Australia now, certainly in uh, in Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland uh, in South Australia. It's been going for some considerable time and it started up in Tasmania in the last couple of years. And as much as it would be great, though, to talk about blind cricket uh, for the rest of the program, there's a specific reason why we are talking today. Tell us about uh, what's happened to you recently in regard to blind cricket. Well, um, this year... The first blind women's cricket team representing Australia will be going to the International Blind Sports Association, or IPSA for short games, in August 2023. Uh, earlier this year, there was a selection camp and 25 women attended that. And actually, it was a selection camp, so they tested your skills, etc. And 14 players were selected. And I was absolutely delighted when I found out when I was one of them to be selected. So I'll be representing Australia in about seven weeks' time. Which is absolutely terrific, given the fact that uh, you've been in the sport somewhere around uh, not even two years at this point. You must be really excited. I did not expect to be doing this so soon. I was doing a video when trying to get women into cricket, because I was the only woman when I started, as I mentioned before. And did a video and in it, just off the cuff, I said, one day I dream about hopefully representing my country, not ever thinking that it would actually come to fruition and then so soon, so I'm delighted. That's coming up in August. Tell us a bit about it. You, you have to travel internationally? Yes, I'll be travelling to Birmingham in the UK. That's where the games will be held. We'll be flying out on the 16th of August. The tournament is between the 18th and the 27th of August and we'll be returning at that time and there'll be multiple sports uh, happening with cricket uh, cricket is one of them there'll be men's and women's teams and this is uh, this is a truly international program uh, as Jen said there's uh, blind cricket in so many countries across the world and a real celebration of uh, blind and inclusive sport in the women's uh, competition there'll be England, India and Australia 
be around Robin and the teams that win the most will go into the final on the 26th and we'll be playing that at Edgbaston. Any idea of what your chances are of winning the finals at this point? Not really. Uh, going there with no expectations, really. I'll just be happy to be there and hit a ball. If I'd, anything else is extra, and, and I think it's just all so new for all of us, and treating it as a learning experience and celebrating getting this far. Mm. And, of course, getting there is not free. You're expected to pay your own way, and uh, there are some uh, levels of assistance available. But the team, as I understand it, and Blind Cricket Australia, which is the uh, the peak body for blind cricket in Australia, as you might expect from the name, has done some work around raising funds to support the uh, the team members and the uh, relevant staff. Tell us a little bit about some of those uh, fundraising efforts. Well, there's two components. Um, there are players that have set up GoFundMe pages. Um, each player will be expected to contribute $3,000 towards costs. They've put a cap on it, thank goodness, otherwise it would be much more expensive, I imagine, when you take into account travel, uniforms, and um, insurance, and endless other things. Um, and then also Blind Cricket Australia has its own fundraising and sponsorship activities that they're undertaking now. So if anyone wants to help with any of that, the website for Blind Cricket Australia is www blindcricketaustralia.org.au and there'll be information about all of that there and, and the women's cricket as well as the funding processes attached to that. And you mentioned that many of the players have established their own GoFundMe uh, pages. You've done that as well, haven't you? Yes, I have and that was just about timing and um, just what could be set up quickest and what could be done. Um, it also means that if there's any extra funds raised by individuals above $3,000, that money will go towards the future development of blind women's cricket programs in Australia. Can you give us a sense of uh, some of the other people with whom you'll be travelling? Yes, well, there's a mixture of age groups. The youngest person is 14 years of age and the oldest person is, is about 50. So the wide, there's a wide range of age groups and demographics all over the country, one person from Western Australia, two from Victoria, uh, four from New South Wales, a few from Queensland. Unfortunately, I don't believe Tasmania is represented at this point, but um, most of the rest of the country is represented. And when you consider the fact, Jen, that uh, when you started in uh, 2021, you were the only female player, uh, to get four people from New South Wales is, is really quite staggering. It's, a, it, it's a, really, uh, a really good effort from the New South Wales players there. It is amazing because we have, when I started, there was just me and then there's now eight women and there's more coming. So it's just wonderful that that's really progressing and I understand that you have a coach and uh, a deputy coach. Tell us a little bit about the coaches. So Taylor Purton, she is the head coach and she's head of the women's program as the director of Blind Cricket Australia. She's from Tasmania and she's actually excellent. She's She started in cricket, uh, mainstream cricket, at a young age and has been involved in it ever since. And she became interested in it in recent times. At first it was going to be uh, for a different disability group that she was going to assist that didn't 
can't go through, so she's helping people who are blind. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh, the assistant Australian assistant coach is Jason Stubbs. Um, he's actually based in New South Wales, and I train with him every week, and we have access to Cricket New South Wales facilities, so that's a real privilege, um, the grounds and the gym and everything. Um, so between those two people, there's a lot of support. And there will also be a team manager, Sue Art, who will be travelling with us. She's from Queensland, and she's focused on a lot of the logistics of getting there and making sure we all know where we need to be, etc. Well, Jen, a big congratulations on uh, on achieving this and uh, all the best with the trip. And uh, it'll be great to talk to you and find out how it went uh, once you return. Definitely would be happy to do that, Vaughan. Thank you. And that was Jen Parry off to Birmingham in the UK for the Australian Blind Women's Cricket Team. If you'd like to support Jen in uh, achieving the funds to get there, do a Google search for the GoFundMe page for Jen. There are also uh, funding pages for other players. And of course, there's the Blind Cricket Australia GoFundMe page. Uh, efforts as well. Recent announcements from Blind Citizens Australia include that uh, nominations for the prestigious David Blythe Award and also Blind Citizens Australia Certificates of Appreciation have been opened. If you'd like to find out more about that, check out last week's member update or you can have a look at the Blind Citizens Australia website for more information on that. The David Blythe Award, of course, is awarded to somebody who has made a notable contribution to the lives of blind and vision impaired people. And the certificates of appreciation are usually awarded to people whose work and contribution to Blind Citizens Australia has been particularly notable. As well mentioned in the member update was the fact that the National Disability Discrimination Commissioner role has been announced. If you're thinking of applying for that, you better get your application in soon because uh, my understanding is that it closes on Friday. So once again, do a Google search and you'll find information about how to apply for that role. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, 1-800-033-660. Or, of course, you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization.